you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City, back in action. It's Monday, December 26th. I hope everybody had a fantastic holiday weekend. It's my James, Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Guys, what did that feel like? That was straight 100 hours of football, it felt like. <laughs> it was 100 hours of football. It was a true gift. It was awesome. I loved every bit of it. It wrapped up at 11.46 p.m. Kyle, why don't you take us through it? All right, let's go Lead block. to the desert. All right, so Buccaneers versus Cardinals. Tom Brady's first Christmas game of his career. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers is the all-time leader in Christmas Day touchdown passes. We'll get to him later. 19-16. Tampa Bay wins, I think. The, the math says that they had more points than the other team. This hug is like, yes. oh, my God, so we did it. Hugs. Seven and eight, your Buccaneers. And after the game, an exhausted Tom Brady winning on Christmas Day took to the microphone. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, we keep it close in the fourth quarter. We know we got a shot. And, um, you know, just too many plays to not get ahead. And then, you know, we played better there in the fourth quarter. We executed pretty well. Made a bunch of broke some tackles, you know, ran hard. A lot of guys made plays in the past games and, you know, contested catches. Got a hit as soon as they caught it and, and came up with it. So defense really stepped up. So it was a, a great way to, uh, you know, down 10 in the fourth quarter on the road. It's great to find a way to win. So this team has a lot of resiliency. We fight hard. Seven and eight, you know, it's not where we want to be, but got a chance to, you know, championship game next week. Earlier in the day, Packers and Dolphins in a far more entertaining game, I would say. It came down to the final moments also. 26 to 20, Packers, it wasn't always pretty, but look at that. They're seven and eight and alive, and here is Aaron Rodgers, Cheshire grin and all after a huge Packers win. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think we've struggled with confidence, but definitely haven't had a lot of believers outside the locker room, I don't think, so maybe this will give us a couple on the bandwagon. Considering uh, where we were a few weeks ago, a lot has happened in our favor. All the games that need to go a certain way went a certain way. Now there's obviously much left, but we played meaningful games in December. We won all three of those. Now we're playing meaningful games in January, and we got to win those. 2022 is pensive, Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm going to go with because he's very thoughtful about what he knows that they need to happen for the Packers to make things work in January. Here's the NFC playoff picture. With just two games left in the regular season, the Packers sit in the 10 seat, but they feel like the definition of lurking at this point. They're getting hot with a quarterback like that. That's absolutely who you do not want to let get hot in December. Green Bay's comeback win over the Dolphins. Guys, they went to Miami. Mm -hmm. They were happy to be out of Green mm -hmm. Bay, you'd think. It was on Christmas <laughs> oh, yeah. Day. Kyle, what do you make of this uh, comeback win? Well, that, that was the game. When you looked at the Packers midseason and said, could they do this? Could they do this? You looked at that Miami game. You're like, I don't think I can beat Miami. Miami's too good. They got to go down. They can beat the Bears and the Rams. This was the one, and they won. 
I still don't know how good they are, but I don't care. Like the highlight of note in that in the Packers' performance on offense was a 39-year-old chucking a jump ball to a 38-year-old in Mercedes <laughs> Lewis, and that's your Packers. This game they, was won because Tua Tagovailoa lost his mind in the fourth quarter. But here's the, with the state of the nation for the Packers right now. I think this was a terrible day for people like Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, because now it's real. Now it's not this myth. It's not this, wouldn't it be crazy? They got two games in front of them against two divisional opponents they're very familiar with. Need a tad bit of help that they could probably get, but this was the one. And now all that crap doesn't matter. Showing up like Nicolas Cage, the rookies can't play, intercept, blah, 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 blah. They're here. They beat the Dolphins, and now this is not a fallacy. This is not a fantasy. This is a real thing that they can make the playoffs and watch out. They're rolling right now, and it's funny you say a 38-year-old Mercedes Lewis. I remember being in Tennessee, playing against this guy. He was a veteran then, and he's still in the NFL. (laughs) Unbelievable. I don't know how good this Packers team is, but my goodness, the way the Miami Dolphins fell apart in the fourth quarter. And you look at Right. Two or through the three interceptions, and you sit there and you're like, but why? Like, what was transpiring? What happened? And these guys rushed for 54 yards and 56 yards in the first quarter. We saw Mostert getting the ball. Jeff Wilson comes in, he's running the ball. Yep. The final three quarters, 26 yards rushing in the final three quarters of that game. So you look at what Green Bay did. They were able to drop back. They were able to get their eyes onto it. They didn't have the respect to run the same way later in the game. It was just like, no, you know what? We're going to drop back right away. We're going to get our eyes onto it, and we're going to force him to make a throw in a tight window or take away his first option and make him have to do something different. The one to Jair Alexander was such a hard pass because the linebackers in front of Tyreek Hill dropped back so far, and there were DBs behind him. very hard pass to get in between two people. Devondre Campbell drops back, reading mm-hmm. his eyes, is able to intercept the ball. There was a linebacker on the other side of Mostar as well. So they did a really good job adjusting in the second half, trying to take away some of those throws, forcing him to do something different than just a play-action pass in the mm-hmm. middle to Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I think we need to have a Dolphins conversation. Yeah. I think we need to talk about what the heck has happened. If you wake up this morning, you want answers. What the hell was that? Yep. This was an all-time Christmas coal in the stocking for Dolphins fans, mm. and they have been so, so worried about this happening because they've been down here in December before where they're the hot team and they fall apart in December. It's been 20-something years since the Dolphins have won a playoff game, and it has been several years. I'd go back to the to Ryan Tannehill and Matt Moore since the Dolphins got to a playoff game, and we thought yeah. a month ago, like, all right, at the very least, check it off. They're, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. It's just, are they going to be the two-seed, the three-seed, the one-seed? You know, we came in and I, especially on Monday morning, was like, hey, they lost on Saturday night, but that's a moral victory. And guess what? They showed that they could win, they could play and compete in the cold weather. What do you say about yesterday? Yesterday, you have a 10 point lead late in the second quarter and you give this game away. This was an atrocity. And Dolphins fans are looking for answers. We went from talking about Tua being the MVP of the league, the MVP of the league and the leading vote getter in the Pro Bowl games, to now Tua not in the MVP conversation, Tua not in the Pro Bowl, and legitimate questions whether Tua can win another game this season. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be an easy path. They've got to go into New England next week. That's another cold weather city. They they have no momentum right now. Do they have any confidence? This is going to take everything in Mike McDaniel's bag and everything in Tua's bag to find a way to rise above from another nationally televised game where they led by 10 up in Buffalo 
and they led by 10 down here in, in Miami and gave the game away. I, look, I think they can still do it. I want to say that I've got confidence that they, that they can win against the Patriots, that they can beat the Jets in Week 18, but there's no, there's no concept of proof. Like, there's no version of that that we've seen from this team. They have fallen apart in December, and I thought that was just because there's three road games and a tough game. and mm -hmm. No, no, no. Yesterday was inexplicable. You had the game in your hand mm -hmm. in your home building in one of the warmest you know, buildings in the entire league. Yeah, it was the cold for Miami, but 50 degrees, I don't want to hear you crying about the weather. <laughs> that was a tough loss, and if I'm a Dolphins fan, I am in pain sick. this morning. Yeah. I'm sick. Yeah. I'm so curious about this question from a fan's perspective and then a player's perspective. Mm -hmm. Which experience is less jarring this season? Is it the Packers and everything they've been through? And who is Rodgers throwing to? And they can't believe they lost this way and lost that way. And then your quarterback has to get up there and be like, we still might have a chance. That was yeah. late October. Or is it the Dolphins? You win three, you lose three. You win five, you lose four. It's like what that to me is just so, which is easier to handle? Is mm -hmm. it the slow build? Or is it this? And mm -hmm. thinking that you're going to squeak in. I won't say easier, but I'll take the Green Bay Packers role because you start a certain way and just like, all right, fellas, like, this is where we are. This is who yeah. we are. We have to dig ourselves out. For Miami, I mean, we were putting them in the Super Bowl. They were hoisting the Lombardi at one yes. point when they beat Buffalo in week three of the season. So now to see where they're at, devastating. I think those two highlights, seeing Brady and Rodgers, like, it just continues to prove the point. Like, you do not want these guys to be the slow build in the mm -hmm. season because the way Rodgers looked yesterday, even when things got tough, he still looked clever. He looked conniving. And he looked downright down earlier this season. When he would go three and out, when guys would drop a ball, you would the, the classic Aaron Rodgers ISO shot is television gold. And you just kind of want to see how he's going to respond. And that smile, we had not seen in September. The Cheshire grin, we had not seen that in October. All of a sudden now, he's carrying himself a little bit differently. He's answering his questions with a little bit more of a quirk. We're not hearing the word wobbly as much as we did in the first couple months. The slow build on the Packers is very dangerous. I would not want to be the Minnesota Vikings this week. Mm, I hear that. I'm going to make a third Lewis Carroll reference in this. We've done two Cheshire Cat yeah, references yeah. already, yep. and I yep. like it. I still am trying to figure out what character Tua Tagovailoa would be in the fourth quarter. It wasn't just the three interceptions; it was like he had the yips or something. I don't even know what he, he was looked, doing. He looked dazed. It well. looked like he was. On, he looked like Zach Wilson for yeah. about 20 minutes. Like it looked really, really bad. Eight and three. You play 500 football from that point, and you're just like you coast into the playoffs. Haven't won since Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. They have like what the Titans have right now. They cannot win a football game, and I cannot believe the way they lost that one. We the Rodgers thing is fun, and I like the Rodgers thing. That was a Tua Tonga Vailoa day. Disaster. Up 10. Yeah. Disaster. With 200, disaster. With 200 yards passing yeah. in the first half. I don't yeah. understand. Especially the last one. They, Moose was on the, on the call saying they tricked him. They they convinced No, like they just ran cover two. He just threw it to the defense. They just threw it to it Rasul Douglas. That one was very tough. Crazy. Statistically, the Dolphins Oof. had him beat, and the Packers still eked that one out. Mm -hmm. Interesting Sunday afternoon. Let's get the latest from around the league from our very own NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, who had a very busy weekend as did us all. Rap sheet. We did the OBJ thing for a while. Let's kick up something new here. Let's talk Rob Gronkowski and the rumors that are swirling about him. Well, this is not exactly us kicking up something new. This is actually Gronk himself. Remember last week he tweeted, I'm bored, and everyone's like, mm, does he want to play football again? Well, teams were kind of wondering, too. A couple teams contacted him, contacted his agent just to see where he was. Was he willing to unretire? Turns out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually had, had conversations with Gronk over the course of the past weeks, months, actually going all the way back to training camp just to see if he was possibly going to unretire and come back to the team. Well, we learned 
is that it's not going to be this year. Gronk is not going to come back and play for the Bucks this year. He is retired for now. But certainly, from my understanding, the door is open for 2023. And, of course, we've talked. Tom Brady, a free agent at the end of this year. I know the Bucks want him back, but there is the possibility of him going somewhere else if he doesn't retire. Wouldn't be surprised if Gronk followed him wherever he went. Obviously, that is something we will be keeping our eye on this offseason. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles lost this past weekend. Had they won, no way we would see Jalen Hurts this week against the New Orleans Saints. The fact that they lost, though, means the number one seed is still out there, buy is still out there, and there is a possibility that we see Jalen Hurts this weekend. It is an SC joint sprain. It's a day-to-day injury, not considered to be a major one, and you know, guys, that he is going to push to play to be out there with his team to try to clinch a number one seed. Another story that we will be following. And then there's Lamar Jackson. This is the fourth week now of his PCL sprain. It's supposed to be a one to three week injury. This is the week he was supposed to come back. He did, actually, I know the team thought it would be last week. Instead, this week is where all eyes turn. They're going to put him on the field this week. See if he can make football moves. See if his knee is ready. But it's going to be fascinating to see. Does the fact that the Ravens have already clinched a playoff spot alter the timeline for Lamar? Do they want to not put him in harm's way to make sure that he's healthy for the playoffs. Another story that we will be tracking going forward. Ian, thank you for the update on those two quarterbacks, but mostly thank you for that Gronk-Tom Brady update because I was worried we were going to have nothing to talk about in the 2023 offseason. So thank you for teeing it we'll up already it and keeping it fresh for a couple months. Absolutely. Bills and Bears, no way uh, Buffalo's going to blow this one in Chicago. Right? It was really cold, and they were losing early. If the Bills win and then have to stay in Chicago for Christmas Eve, we'll talk about it later. Seahawks, Chiefs. Chiefs win this one 24-10. They remain the two-seed in the AFC, just behind the Bills. What can't Mahomes do? The Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Patriots. The Bengals win 22-18. Patriots playoff hopes seems like they're falling by the wayside, but they're still alive. What did Joe Burrow think of that win, getting his first one against the New England Patriots? Oh, man. Yeah, it was uh, up and down, to say the least. You know, I'm never going to apologize for, for winning. You know, obviously a lot of room to improve. You know, the first half was about as good as it gets. And then after that, we kind of shot ourselves in, in the foot over and over and over again, but found a way to do it. We didn't quit. We fought hard. And at the end of the day, we got to score more points. And we got the ball moving a little bit, but I just want to capitalize and score more points. So falls on me as a quarterback and super disappointed, but also a lot to look back on and, and realize that we have fighters on this team. Okay, well, uh, that was a happy Joe Burrow, which we see a lot, and a dejected Mac Jones, which unfortunately for the Patriots we see a lot. So we're going to take a look at the AFC playoff picture now after this weekend and how it settles. The Bengals stay in the third seed. They've already clinched a playoff berth, so that's good and done. Uh, But four straight losses from the Dolphins, the Patriots, that means that they are still lurking at seven and eight. So if New England wins their last two, that's it. They're in. They control their own destiny. Win it in. Win your last two and in. Bengals win, though. As Joe Burrow said, it was up and down. Rough loss for the Patriots. Jay, where do you go from here? I'm looking at New England. It was up and down for Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, but it was up and down for New England. I mean, that game starts, and I'm at home, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, my goodness. Like New England may lose by 40 the way Joe Burrow came out, hitting his receivers, putting points up, Irwin in the end zone. It was just like, what is going on with the New England Patriots defense? We know the offense has struggled, but it just looks too easy for Joe Burrow and this offense. And then the second half begins, and it's just like – 
the Patriots have a chance. They may actually <laughs> win this game. And I think we look at this team and we're like, all right, this is the second game in a row. The game has ended with the offense turning the ball over to lose their chances of winning that game. And it's just like this New England Patriots team is not the same as New England Patriots teams of the past. Each and every year, you have to prove that you know how to win. You have to prove this whole mantra that they say the Patriot way of winning games and not losing them. And this is the second week in a row. And Stevenson has been one of their best players all year long. Mm. You couple that with the fact that Nick Folk missed two extra points in this game. And I know it was oh, cold. Man. I know it was windy. But this is Nick Folk. This guy's been automatic since he's been a New England Patriots. So Cincinnati played well. Their winning streak extends. And their defense continues to come up with opportunistic turnovers late in games to keep them in it. But my goodness, the New England Patriots team was just like, so what who you, is this team? What do you do with them now? Because they're still winning in. Do you have any faith that this team can make a run? My brother obviously plays for the team. For his sake... Just lose. Like what? We'll, we'll book a vacation for January. No, Let me we'll go somewhere. Get it out. Get it out. What do you, you mean, mean that? I, I, don't think, I don't think they have a chance to win. And when I say win, I don't mean, all right, we stumble into the playoffs and now we're here, let's do a dance. But I was in that building for, for three seasons. You want to win Super Bowls. You get into the playoffs to ultimately get to the Lombardi. I do not think the New England Patriots this year have enough to win the Super Bowl. So and what's the is point? Is that because of Mac and, like, offense? Or like, they just don't have any juice? Oh, it's a huge part of that. The defense and special teams have put up more points this year than the offense. That is alarming. More points. The defense and the special teams have more points than the offense. You're not, you're not winning with that. You think as that organization, better to, like, not even make the playoffs than to lose again in the, in the wild card round? And just better for the organization. I I, I won't say I'll, I'll make that statement. Yeah. They didn't decide that for themselves. Uh, Mac Jones has turned into Grayson Allen right in front of us for all kinds of weird reasons, doing strange stuff at the end of plays. It, it's just, it's it's a bizarre watch. In the meantime, enough of the Patriots. The Bengals haven't lost a game I think since Halloween. And guys, I think we're about 168 hours away from Bengals Bills, which will be next Monday mm -hmm. night, which is the game of December, and we will talk about it at nauseum. Josh Allen and uh, Joe Burrow have never faced each other. This is a first-time mm. thing. Number one seed hangs in the balance. A team that has won seven in a row versus a team that's won several in a row as well. Uh, the Bengals have it all going on, and that is a monster game one week from tonight. So uh, I have a new category for December games, teams especially that are going to make the playoffs, which is like the red alert button. Okay. So like the Dolphins, I've, I hit it this weekend for the Dolphins. Like, And it's with style of play. It's not about, oh, you lost this game or you won this game. I'm hovering over the red alert for the Bengals, only yeah. because you won that game. Great. But like, you can't play like that at times against the Bills, for example, against some of the teams that you're going to go up against in the playoffs. So hover over your button and figure it out because there were flickers. There were moments against a really good Patriots defense with Josh Uche and Matthew June on two sacks, but then the offensive line clamped it down, which I was proud of them for because there were flickers of September when we saw mm -hmm. Joe Burrow getting chased around. But the fact that they allowed two sacks and then they didn't allow Burrow to get out of sorts and the whole offense to look mm -hmm. dysfunctional, I just am like a little concerned with some spots there, mm. but I think if they fix it, they're a fantastic team and they're really powerful, but mm. I'm hovering. <laughs> Huge win for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. We've got to talk about those two guys because, like, I feel like we don't give them yeah. enough time. No, we don't see them enough. Peter, at all. chopping carrots through? No, oh, I don't even know what that means. That's not even a reference. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
left in the regular season. Or the Packers are sitting in the 10 seed, lurking, lurking. But they're getting hot. And then the Buccaneers are hanging around, which is the right way to say that, yet they are leading their division. It's just the way things are happening right now in the NFC South. They are hanging around. Rodgers and the Packers, Brady and the Bucks, are either one of these teams poised for a deep playoff run, but more from a which would be the wilder story if they did accomplish mm-hmm, such mm-hmm, a feat? Mm-hmm. You see them in late, mid to late January. Mm-hmm. What's the wild, more, mm-hmm. what, what's the best way to say it? More wild, wilder, wildest? Wilder. Mm-hmm. Wilder situation, out. Peter. Wild and, who's going to be wild and out in late January, Peter? Peter? Packers lost to the Lions 15 to 9 a couple of months ago. Uh, they were on a Thursday night at home with everything on the line, everything's going on, and... Derrick Henry ran all over them, and they lost 27-17. to 17. The following week, they played the Eagles tough. They lost 40-33. to 33. The Packers were dead in Week 12. They beat the Bears. They have a bye. They beat the Rams. Now they beat the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. How did the NFC let the Packers back in the club? Mm-hmm. How did you do it? Mm-hmm. He's the Stamp boogeyman. You don't want him back in the club, and now he's alive. Here's all they need. And I say all they need, but they got everything they needed this week. Why not do it again? If they win each of their final two games versus Minnesota and versus Detroit and also get at least one loss by Washington or two losses by the Giants, they're in. So just hold your own at home against a Vikings team that has everything clinched in the NFC North and a Lions team that you've owned for the last three decades. Or, and then also in addition to that, just have Washington lose one of these games to Cleveland or Dallas, and then the Packers are in. It's a wild story considering... They were dead and buried. They were done. We had buried them in late November, and Rodgers basically laid it out and was like, we need a lot of things to happen. Mm-hmm. He is sitting there at the podium yesterday, and he's basically like, we needed everything to happen that happened. And I'm talking Detroit inexplicably losing in Carolina, the Giants losing at the last second to the Vikings, Washington uh, keeping up with San Francisco, then falling apart at the end and losing. Everything the Packers needed, they got, and then they finished the job and won the game after being down 10 in the first half. It would be a wilder story because of Rodgers' complete air of just, hey, take the world as it comes. We're going to be okay. Just everything's going to fall into place. And it is. (laughs) It is. Gosh, I'm not an ayahuasca guy. I don't go into that world. No, I haven't been yet. But Rodgers sure seemed pretty confident and pretty cocksure, if you don't don't mind me saying, about this path. And yet everything they need is happening. It's as if he saw this in the stars or something. It's crazy. Maybe he read it in the tea leaves. Maybe he read it somewhere and it's in the vision. But he was right. Not a lot of people outside of that building thought they had a shot. But should they have, though? You know what I mean? And maybe they don't have a shot. Maybe maybe all those things don't Which is why it would be the wilder story. But it's pretty (laughs) darn wild that we saw them lose on a Thursday night, and then they lost the following week on Sunday night to the <laughs> Eagles, and yet yeah. here they are. Yeah. Packers, to me, is the answer. I cannot believe this. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers as well, and you just you kind of alluded to it. They lost that Thursday night game to the Titans, then lost to the Eagles, and it was just like, well, that's it. They lost all these games. They beat the Dallas Cowboys, and we're just like, the Packers are back. They have a chance. And for me, you look at Tampa Bay, and it's just like, their team, they still have all their guys. Mike Evans came back. They signed Julio Jones, Tom Brady, obviously – Leonard Fournette, Rashad. So the Green Bay Packers, all preseason we talked about, who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to? Devontae Adams is gone. Is it going to be this Romeo Dobbs kid? Nope, he goes down with an injury. Christian Watson starts the season off, drops his first pass, and it's just like, wow, this guy ends up being a bust. Then he comes along. So this Green Bay Packers team has just been fun to watch as of late because they found a way to win games. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, these guys are going to work, and I never thought Green Bay were gonna, was going to be in it. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their division was so 
so bad that it was just like, well, there's nowhere for them to go because we said it. Hey, if you can haul it, you can have it. And still that division is still theirs because nobody wants to run away with it. The Green Bay Packers were a team that I thought had no shot at one point. I didn't think they were going to win this weekend versus Miami Dolphins. I thought Miami would get back on track. And Green Bay, somehow or another, they've continued to come away with ways to still be alive. And Aaron Rodgers, do I think they're going to do it? I personally don't. I'm watching the games. I see so many people saying, they gave him a chance. He's back. He's back. Green Bay still doesn't look great, but they have a chance to be in it. And once you're in it, who knows? We, you have, the answer has to be Green Bay. I, I don't want to talk about Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay was losing to Trace McSorley by 10 points yeah. last night. We're all frustrated with Tampa Bay because they won't do it. But come with me, if you will, uh, back like we're all kind of doing a couple of months. I asked our, our Emmy-winning production staff, all I want for the entire Monday show is just give me a harp. Do you have a harp? So come with me back now to around week 10, week 11, in which the Packers had just beaten the Dallas Cowboys. Let's take a magical journey back through time. Let me give a little context. With Please the, do. All right, so... They're four and six. I, I think to get to the playoffs reasonably, I think they have to go five and two the rest of the way. That would get them to nine and eight, and maybe they sneak in as a wild card. We're all excited about it to beat the Cowboys. They lost to the Lions the week before. <laughs> Can they go on a run? You think they go five and two or even six and one? So there's a beautiful harp. Thank they, you very much. They did I felt like I was at like a Mother's Day brunch in a nice hotel or something. Thank you very much for the harp. Four and six, okay? And I said they got to be five and two. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, after that they lost their next two. Mm-hmm. So the the five and two part of that was checked off in the loss column. <laughs> then we get to lose five in a row. And I, we can't uh, sell it enough that not only did they lose to Philadelphia in their last loss. Rodgers could barely move because he was injured. And yeah. he said afterwards, he mm-hmm. says, I can't rotate my body. My ribs hurt. I have trouble breathing. So they're like, oh, they're royally screwed. A lot of Jordan Love talk on the show. So much. There, there have been shows yeah. here and certainly on other networks where it's like, you have to put in Jordan Love now. Never. And I said, not until mathematical elimination. Mm-hmm. You do not disrespect Rodgers like that. You have your, your bye week against the Bears. You have your real bye week. You have another bye week against the Zombie Rams. And then the Dolphins game. That was everything. Last night changed everything. This changed the deal because it was like, the one that they were not going to get. Every little uh, illustration of the Packers making the playoffs, always the record scratched when they got to that Dolphins game. Mm-hmm. They can't beat the Dolphins. But no, they beat the Dolphins. They beat the Dolphins triumphantly. And now we got the Vikings and the Lions. They're old buddies. They put them in the headlock in a noogie. Like, they have a lot of history against them. I think it's happening. I do. I don't think the help is insignificant that they need. Those losses by the commanders and whatnot, they may not happen, and that would be the ultimate strange ending if they did win these games and still didn't get in. Mm -hmm. But I like them. And the commanders' final two games, they're at home as well, so someone's got to go there and beat them to help the Packers. The wilder definition means who's down and out more, and that's Tom Brady to me. The Buccaneers are down and out, which means it would imply a wilder finish. I know we don't want to talk about the Buccaneers. I don't. But here's what it is. If they win the division, the Buccaneers, they're hosting a playoff yeah. game against maybe the Dallas Cowboys. And if they bring in the Cowboys at home and beat them, wild. If the mm. Packers go to Minnesota in the first wild card weekend, not that wild. Mm. It's, I mean, that's just the definition of how that division has worked out historically this season, the NFC North and the NFC South. It would be so much more wild if Tom Brady gets in, and then actually does something with mm-hmm. it. Make quite a story if you go back to last January, right? Oh, and you yes. think about the, the journey that Brady's been on if they somehow end up in the Super Bowl. It's just, 
it seems like this team is just not good. Mm-hmm. But they but they have talent. That's mm-hmm. why it's so like, duh, what is happening? It's in December Taylor 26th. I, I feel like we've been waiting for that talent for yeah. four months to I, show up. The well, craziest story is if you go back to January in the retirement, then he ends up losing to Andy Dalton Saints and they get in the playoffs yeah. for the title. That's a wild story. Awesome. That happen. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You know who has wild stories covered left and right all the time is Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, from around the league, mm. NFL Network insider Ian. Quarterback injuries, quarterback changes. What's the latest? We'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, had they beaten the Cowboys, I would say there's no chance we are going to see Jalen Hurts this weekend against these New Orleans Saints you guys were just talking about. But the Eagles didn't win. So now they need to win. They need to get the number one seed. Still want to get a bye. It's all out there for them. Jalen Hurts going to push to play this week. It is an SC joint sprain in his shoulder. Considered day-to-day. Not really a major injury. Still up in the air about whether or not he goes. I'm just saying there is at least a chance. And he's as competitive as they come. You know he is going to want to play. Meanwhile, the Washington Commanders now also have a quarterback issue of their own. Taylor Heineke who's been their starter for most of the season, really one of the feel-good stories in the NFL, was benched for Carson Wentz. It was all about finishing drives. They did not do it. Put Wentz in. Actually, it looked pretty good. And, you know, there's a lot of benefit here to seeing Carson Wentz, despite the fact that, uh, or I should say, whether or not he's going to end up being the better, better quarterback. There's some future things, future reasons they may want to see Carson Wentz with this young offense, see him for the future, have to make a decision about next year, all of that. Wouldn't be surprised if we see Carson Wentz going forward here for the Commanders. And then there's the Jets, who've been kind of out of sight, out of mind since Thursday, really really, really rough loss there. And I know everyone's saying, well, how could you put Zach Wilson out there again? They may have to. Mike White is getting scans on his ribs. That is going to be early this week. If he clears, he is going to start, which is everything the Jets hope. If he does not, I wouldn't be surprised to see Zach Wilson out there again, if only because he's the best option they have as a starting quarterback if White can't go. Here is a segment pitch for the rest of the week. Uh, who had a rougher Christmas weekend, Russell Wilson or Zach Wilson? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. We're we'll have to pose that on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Rap sheet, thank you very much for keeping us updated. I don't know the answer to that. I know. Coming up. Um, was this a state? Oh, I'm not going to read that sentence. Was this a statement win for the Cowboys? Are they pretenders or contenders? Right after this, we'll talk Cowboys, I promise. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Jalen Hurts isn't playing, but let's get to Cody Parkey, the kicker. No, what's that? That's not the Eagles. Cody what's his name? What's that guy's name? Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott. I just Cody Parkey him. I'm sorry. Guys, uh, Dak Prescott started this game with a pick six, and it was like, oh, my God, that's too consecutive because he ended last week's game with a pick six. And you're like, oh, no, they're in huge trouble here. That's Josh Sweat. His stiff arm, and the deck says it's my fault. We know Dak. We know that. After that pick six, he was lights out. He was really, really, really good. Cowboys, 40 to 34. Unbelievable. They still have a chance now to grab that NFC East to the chagrin of our entire production booth in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, after that win on Saturday. And here's what Dak Prescott had to say about that possibility. This might be 
the first of, of two times here late in the year that we're going to have to play these guys. And uh, it's just about, I, I think that was a good win. I think that was a good win just for, for the team, complimentary win. I know obviously they're going to think about that next time that we play them, and that, that's what you want. Hey, if they go and help us out and, and drop a couple of games, hell yeah, we're going to take the title. I mean, that's that, that's awesome. But we have no say-so in that at this point. All we can do is continue to win out and, and hope on that. So Gardner Minshew's valiant effort wasn't enough to take down Dak, and the Cowboys learned a lot, I think, from both teams throughout that entire game. Takeaways, though, from Saturday night special, an electric matchup, really fun to watch. It was. It was the game of the week, really, and I think Dak Prescott might have been the best player on a football mm -hmm. field. You mentioned it. Pick six earlier, like, here we go again, Dak in a big game. I can't believe this is happening. And then he completes 14 straight passes. Awesome. And when they needed him most, third and 30, Kyle, yeah. third and 30 to T.Y. Hilton, who signed earlier in the week. I've been looking for the Dak game, and it's not going to be a 98-yard drive against the woeful Texans. I'm talking about Christmas Eve, national TV. Dak Prescott won this game for the Cowboys. They were able to come back from a 10-point deficit late. Dak led them there. I thought Dak had to silence a lot of haters, not just on this network, maybe one that sat in that chair, Jason, who <laughs> Dak is Dak who compared Dak to a body part. You're talking about LaShawn McCoy. Yes. Calling his posterior end. Like it was not somewhat subtly to that table. I, I love that. I love LaShawn's take because he just says it like it is in his own head. But then Dak like answers it. And I think Dak silenced a lot of critics and silenced a lot of people talking about his derriere. Yeah, my guy Shady speaking just like an Eagles former player. Yes. And there's a lot of hate for Dallas and for Dak. But you're right. He showed up and he showed out. And on deep on the defensive side of the ball for them, they gave up 442 yards. Minshew had 355 and two touchdowns, but they came away with takeaways. And when you can do that as a defense, you get the ball back to Dak Prescott in the offense, and you give yourself an opportunity to put points on the board. Three of those turnovers came in late in the second half. And then Deron Bland, this guy continues to make plays. Had an interception last week against Trevor Lawrence. This week takes the ball away from Trez Watkins. Then they forced a fumble in the fourth quarter. So for them right now on defense, you're coming away with big takeaways to give your offense a chance. They had zero sacks yesterday. That's something that they're going to have to figure out, especially when you have Micah Parsons out there. Lane Johnson goes down with an injury. You have to be able to get to Gardner Mitchell and get him down. But when I look at this Cowboys defense, they're struggling a little bit. But when you're able to create turnovers, it gives you so much of a boost. It shifts momentum, and it creates a sudden change for the opposite team where they have to now step up and try to hold you out. You look at Green Bay, they won turnovers on Tua in the fourth quarter. Dallas able to win this game, two turnovers in the fourth quarter. It just helps you tremendously when you can get those. Yeah. I, I, meh. Really? Meh. Even, I thought that was good. You needed yeah. every single second to win at home against the team without the MVP of the league. Okay. I guess it's good. It's fine. You, you gave up 34 points. Last week you gave up 40 points. And this, this team any different? This team winning in the playoffs? It's fine. It's a great win. Dak came back. Blah, blah, blah. A million people are saying that. It's awesome. I don't know. They, they needed every single second to be the guy who hasn't played all year in Gardner Minshew, who almost ripped their heart out at the end of the game. It's fine. They're good. They're 11-4. and four. I'm sure they'll win the Super Bowl. What do you got, Jimmy? <laughs> I'm sure though. I'm sure that everything's fine with Dallas. And they'll win the whole Super Bowl like they do every year. It's great. Good job, Good job, guys. We won a game. It was at home on national TV. And it, what do you want from me? You you want me to say, yeah, this could be? It's 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 not. It's fine. They're the Cowboys. They're the same Cowboys every year. Here comes the tray, and here comes your slop, and here comes the lunch lady, and it's the same thing. Ah, it tastes great. <laughs> It's a lot of sugar on it. How much nutritional value is it? I don't know. Not that much. It's fine. It's you fine. could talk about the Eagles. You could just zag yeah. and avoid the topic. Maybe. That's Maybe. what I'm going to do. Maybe. I'm going to do Eagles it. offense. AJ good. Brown's good. Miles Sanders <laughs> good. good. Devontae Smith is really good. And I think you should package up that sweatshirt. And yeah, send it to him. That's Nate. His Little snow drag, drag swag. Yeah. His toe drag swag this weekend was unbelievable. And it was snowy. That was, an, that was a touchdown catch. But, man, 
late in the game, he had a moment. The Eagles needed it bad, something bad, and he dragged those toes in so bad. There was a controversy two years ago. Oh, oh, Devontae Smith didn't submit his measurements coming into the draft. He did it at Pro Day. What's his? I don't care. His wingspan is, must his be two. Right here. No, no next one. one two hundred inches. My God, the way he extended. That's dangerous. A.J. Brown's had a fantastic year. But if you're telling me that Devontae Smith is going to come down all of a sudden and be a 1A option, not even option 2, look out. Because he kept him in there, and he was really big, and he supported Gardner Minshew in a way that the Eagles needed it this weekend. Kyle's still stewing over there. Everything you're saying is great about Philadelphia and the receivers. are. Yeah. And now it's like they give you this little nugget. They're like, Hey, maybe they could win the NFC East. I'm sure they will. They're still alive. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll Eagles win. Eagles lose two and they win two. They're I'm sure in. that'll happen. Them. Coming up on Good Morning Football. <laughs> the Vikings, they escaped Escape with another game by the skin of their teeth and the laces on the foot of Greg Joseph. Stack wins, baby. Plus, the, uh, the Bills, can they break free from the chains? They moved the chains for sure against Chicago. They ran it up. Shout out, Carney, wherever you are. Uh, the Bills did not slip up, but they had all this kind of strange situation where they couldn't leave Chicago after the game. We're going to get into this. Josh Allen did his thing. Alexa, play Wilson Phillips. Hold on. Oh, such a good You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.